Welcome again. Shut up. No, don't open your mouth. Don't open your mouth. I'm introing. Hello, everyone. Smoke and screams time. Uh, with me, Kyle, and him, the uh, cackle. I was about. To, I was I kn- literally about to hijack your opening. You I know you me. were. I know you were. You you had, you took a breath, and I immediately knew that that breath meant words were coming. And I, was, I had to I was stop ask you. Ask an important question, but I guess I guess we'll wait. I guess. All right. Uh, we were just having a discussion beforehand. Apparently, I've said a couple times today, yesterday. I, I've said the word yesterday, referring to something that we did on Thursday. I play mm-hmm. Ultimate Frisbees on uh, Ultimate Frisbee on Thursdays, and we're recording this Saturday. Today is Saturday. Ultimate was Thursday. Right. So a couple times today, I have said something. Something happened yesterday, referring to the night we played Ultimate. And then Jacob and then Jacob said, "Yeah, a couple times today you've said you've thought that today was Friday." Please stop saying a couple. I said several. Okay, you said it several uh, times. Two or three. You said you gave two examples. And you're then using then your you, words very carefully. You're like a couple times. You literally gave two examples and then said, and then I think a third time. So I'm going to go with a couple because there are two examples that you gave. You want to find a third, find it. But I'm going to use the word couple because there are two. Fine. Go ahead. Go ahead. Anyway. Now that I've schooled you once, I'm about to school you again. I've said yesterday referring to Thursday a couple times, but I do not think that today is Friday. I think saying yesterday referring to Thursday does not mean that I think today is Friday. It means that I think yesterday was Thursday, and those are very different things. You just you just messed it up again. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. I the, the, my my argument literally right before we recorded was no, because mi- because I said yesterday that does not mean I think today is Friday that means I thought yesterday was Thursday. You just said I thought today was Thursday. That's why I said you messed up. No, I'll, this one we actually have to record. I'll go back and school you after we're done with all this <laughs> and show you again that I didn't say anything incorrectly. But saying yesterday does not mean that I thought today was Friday. It means that I thought yesterday was Thursday, and those are different. So let's just take us back, right? So today's the twenty seventh. Uh, yes. Okay, let's say today today is the 26th. This day hasn't happened yet. Okay. If I say I had a pizza bagel yesterday, what day is that, Kyle? Assuming today is the 26th? I just set it up for you, didn't I? Well, you you said 27th, and you said today's the 27th. Now let's assume it's the 26th. Right. So now you've already today lost Today is me. the 27th right okay. now. We are, we're recording this podcast on the 27th. Okay. But let's go back in time, right? Let's say it's 303, right? On Friday the 26th. Okay. Okay. And I say, hey, yesterday I ate a pizza bagel, right? Uh-huh. Random example. What day am I referring to? The 25th. Which is what day? Thursday. Thursday. Awesome. Glad we're on the same page. Okay. So that means they are the same then, right? No. No, that is not because you're taking into account the math. In the math, they are the same. In the brain space, they are not the same. If I say, yeah, yesterday I went and played Ultimate, that does not mean that I think today is Friday. That just means what I think happened Ultimate, it feels like it happened yesterday, and so I said yesterday. I am very aware of the fact that it's Saturday. I did not go to class. I've been sitting there working on a report all day. I know that it is Saturday, but Ultimate feels like yesterday, so I said yesterday. They're not the same thing. I feel like if we had this argument on the inverse, you would be on my side, and I would be the one saying, 
uh, just mind space because this is totally an argument you would make but yet because you want to be right you're making an argument that you don't even no, agree with no I because i want to no, no listen exactly listen very happening. closely this is not because i want to be right it's this is exactly because i know what is happening in my brain because again i'm very aware of the fact that it is saturday at no point today have i thought today is friday and yesterday was thursday but the couple times that i've talked about thursday it's felt like that stuff happened yesterday so when I refer to the stuff that happened during Ultimate Frisbee, I say yesterday because it feels like it happened yesterday. Though I am very aware of the fact that it's Saturday, that thought doesn't cross my mind when I say what happened at Ultimate yesterday because it feels like yesterday. Thinking yesterday was Thursday is not the same as thinking today is Friday. Those are different. I don't think they're that different. And, and I think you wouldn't think they're that different either if you wanted to be – if you were not trying to be right. No, I just you know, know, what, that I know that they're different. And you know what, Kyle? I'm willing to be the bigger person as I normally am and oh, say, sure. and say, you know what, Kyle, you're right. I apologize for infringing on, uh, I also just want to, your, your pride. I, I want to make it known real quick that you telling me I'm right does not make you the bigger person. It just makes you <laughs> right to say right. that I'm right. How come? Because I'm always right. So you saying that I'm right <laughs> makes you right. That doesn't make you the bigger person. That just makes you realize that you were wrong. No. Also a difference. Okay. 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 Sure. Sure. I'll say I'm wrong. Sure. I'll, I'll, I'm wrong. I'm wrong, Kyle. I'm wrong. Yeah, but you don't believe you're wrong. You're thinking you're being the bigger person, but really you're just setting aside your morals for the sake of not having a tough conversation <laughs> because you're weak. I what? Are you serious right now? This is hard for you, I know. This no, is not the topic of today's podcast, is, but we're about to switch it. You're no, weak. No, no, no. I'm not weak. You're welcome, I, Matt, in, and in, I walk over you in, when in I fact, feel like it. I think it takes a stronger, a stronger moral compass and a stronger will to openly say, "Yeah, you know what? I'm done arguing." There, that's right. also a difference. It, it, it's different to say I'm done arguing than it is to say, you know what, I'm wrong. When you definitely think that you're right. How else with, am I going to end this argument, Kyle? With something this little, Kyle, how, it's how, how else am I going to end arguing with you? We just both displayed our points. We can just go back and forth, back and forth. How else am I going to end this argument? You can if end say, it by saying agree to disagree. You don't, have to, you don't have to decide that you're wrong. You can just decide argument over I don't believe that you are right, but here's where we end the you conversation. You want to be right. That's exactly what you want. So to make us <laughs> – look, you gave me son of a bitch. The look you gave me. <laughs> it's too bad we don't record this <laughs> video-wise. Okay. <laughs> you want to be right. Always. To end the argument, I don't care, right? I don't care if I'm right or wrong. I don't at all. So – Instead of us arguing and continuing to argue, I just say, you are right. And you know what? To me, that takes a bigger moral compass because a lot of people will argue just to prove they're right. I think that takes a bigger moral compass when the argument is of larger magnitude or when it's a more important argument. Because in a more important one, you may really want to just prove that you're right because it's an important argument. I think in a bigger and more important argument, I agree. It definitely takes the bigger moral compass and the bigger person to go ahead and say, I'm wrong, you're right, argument over. But when it's something this stupid of an argument and with no consequence to the rest of our day, except maybe the nasty look I'll give you every now and then, I think... You're just weak for just You're rolling over. You're genuinely mad. You can end Who's the weaker one about getting mad over what day Oh, no, I'm is? not mad either. You're I just want to make sure that my right point now. is given and that you understand that I'm right. No, you're furious right now. And you, and you, 
Jacob, I don't get furious. <laughs> you're, you can't even get out words because you're furious. I am making all of my points very eloquently. I'm making my points eloquently, too. Except for the hides, you get to get furious and then you go, mm, because you can't figure out the words you want to say. <laughs> I'm just That's laughing furious. At, I'm just laughing at you. <sighs> don't you guys love this podcast? We uh we start off on a hot note every now and then. And every this now is and one then, of those notes. I I feel like this is good actually because we were kind of both kind of slugging around. I, I've been. I uh, about fell asleep in my chair trying to think of something to talk about <laughs> to start this. I literally had my eyes shut thinking, and I straight up about fell asleep. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we 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 like to uh toss it up every now and then, and and I also like to point out none of that was artificial. That's kind of how we just talk around the house too. Yeah. <laughs> like if if someone was just a fly on the wall, that could be just a conversation we have off off mic. One hundred percent. Let's say off camera, but we don't have a camera yet. Um. Actually, we have one. It's right behind us. But we yeah, it's right yet. behind. And that that's another thing that we uh we've had this sitting situation that we've been doing this podcast in for now 18 episodes straight 18 but, episodes wow but the second we start recording this with the camera we're gonna have to rotate where we're sitting for the sake of the backdrop mm -hmm. and i'm really not looking forward to that switch Nah, me neither at all because i i'm i'm comfortable in the space that we're in now yeah i mean as long as you're across from me i'm good yeah i mean we stood a sh we should have started sitting the way that we were going to have to when we made it to the camera a long time ago so that we got used to it, but we never did that. <laughs> it literally would have just been us moving and then sliding the mics. It literally would have taken three seconds for us to True. be like, let's sit there instead, but we never did it. It's okay. We'll be fine. Also, I miss I miss having a dinner table. <laughs> I know. That's we, we eat like on our coffee table, and it's always so gross. <laughs> I miss having a dinner table. Yeah, the beginning of last semester, every time we cooked anything, we'd bring it straight to this table. And we did that for like a couple months. And then we started this and we threw all this on the table and we have not eaten at this table since. <laughs> I've eaten here one time since because I had a bigger meal. I just ate to the side of all the equipment. Do you remember when we went into your closet to try and record? Yes, the very first time we went and sat down in my closet and we couldn't figure out a comfortable seating arrangement because we don't have seats for something low because the only thing we could put the table on or the computer on and this mixer on would have been something low so we were sitting on pillows but we couldn't get close to the mic and be comfortable at the same time and then we brought a yeah. side table in to try and sit at that but it, nothing was the right height yeah it ended up just being dumb so we just we, we just came, came back out here and we yeah. just threw comforters at the wall and was like i hope that <laughs> absorbs the sound so far it has i mean we don't sound bad yeah i know it sounds fine yeah yeah as good as it can i guess <laughs> as good as it can why do we have two nostrils? Why, I have so many questions about why we have and do a lot of things as humans. And having two nostrils has never crossed my mind of being one of those <laughs> questions. That has never once crossed my mind. Why we got two of them? Why can't we just, why can't we just have one? Or multiple? Like why, we can't, why can't we have like four? Like just have one nostril there instead of two. I guess we're not the only ones that have two nostrils. A lot of animals have two nostrils. But right. like, why? I don't know. Why do we have two eyes? Why didn't we just have one long eye? Well, the eyes make sense because the duality of vision, um, you can look – You, if you have one eyeball, it would have to work completely differently. And being able – if you have one eyeball in the center of your head, you wouldn't – you would have a lot of blind spots. Yeah. You so, wouldn't have any depth perception either. Exactly. So I think that makes sense. But for smelling, I can't imagine having two – ooh, sorry. Two smaller airways – making more sense to having one big one. Um, I, I don't guess, know. Do you, th do you think one nostril is more connected to a side of the brain and the other is more connected to the other side of the brain? 
you know, like the, the right and left side of brain. And if you like, if one nostril didn't work, then maybe you smelled things in a more creative way. And you maybe you smelled other things in a more intuitive way. And you're like, oh, that smells pretty. If you're the creative way. And then something else you're like, oh, that smells exactly like this object that I know. Nah. No, <laughs> I don't it's a think thought. So. I, I doubt they're connected I, to the brain. It's a thought. I mean, I, I, I like the thought. Um, but the fact that, you know, because we have two nostrils and then a mouth to breathe, right? Why can't we just have one big hole here? Why don't we have two mouths? So we can have multiple conversations at the same time. Um, well, then our whole f- – the, the thing is that you're the, – the arguments that you're making for, like, why can't we have multiple of these things is because our facial structure would literally – have to change like our bone structure and everything right right um and i guess two mouths could, could make sense because one could be for breathing and one could be for eating because those pipes go down you know and causes choking so that would make sense right yeah. but the nostril thing it wouldn't change the structure of our face at all it, it everything would be the same it would just be the rearranging of the tubes i feel like one nostril would even look better than two nostrils well what about the people that don't have any cartilage in their nose and what if they get pressed down on their nose and then they can't breathe that's why they have mouth <laughs> Well, I mean, like, what if they don't have a mouth? <laughs> that, that could happen. That person what would if, be really easy to kill. <laughs> just, you just boop them for long enough and they die. <laughs> That'd be funny. I think the, the only other question I have is why do we care about the... And this isn't a human body thing anymore. This is just what we do. Why do we care about the behavior and lifestyle of animals specifically ones that don't interact with humans day to day you know like there are scientists and zoologists that go and study the patterns of lions and their behaviors and how they operate in a pride and what they do throughout the year and how they move from place to place where they're living why do we care at all that's a good question um lions are pretty i'll give you that I care about the lions because they're lions and they're animals, but they live out in the wild. We're not going out there and observing all that so that we can protect them because we have to let nature do its thing. Obviously, maybe if it's an endangered species, maybe that's where you step in. Yeah, I think lions are a bad example there because endangered species. Right. But I mean, there's so we we care about all of the animals like you could look up a pattern of behavior yeah. for literally any animal and find it because we study all of the animals and I don't know why. Okay. Uh, this is actually an interesting, interesting topic. I think this is really interesting because this is something I've kind of briefly put some thought to, but since you're bringing it up, I've actually just cycled through my brain reasons. Right. So as in an evolutionary sense, right. Studying lions or predators out in the wild when we were much less civilized makes a whole lot of sense. Right. Because you can you can save yourself from being away from those lions. Oh, lions like to hunt over here. I'm going to build my house over here. So that's a protective technique, right? Um, but even though it doesn't seem like it, humans still rely on biodiversity and the ecosystem to live. So by studying animals and by studying the way that life works outside of our metropolitan areas or whatever – we get to see how how we how we are affecting the world, but also um, their effects on our daily lives, like insects, how like you know bees pollinate, and, and you know the whole, that whole process. If we didn't study animals at all, we wouldn't we wouldn't have we would be oblivious to that. Um, also, just curiosity, right? You know, people just being curious about how animals operate and what they do. There are people who love animals more than the two of us combined who will forever just be curious about animals and how interesting they are. 
um, and they want to document that. So that's the reason. You know, if there's something to discover, why not discover it? You Same reason why people explore space or build toys or whatever. You know what I'm proud of you for? What's that? For not answering capitalism. <laughs> I'm proud of you. Because <laughs> I feel like you could have drawn some real stupid line yeah, yeah. to capitalism. And it probably would have only taken like two dots to get there. Yeah, probably like two dots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm proud of you for not Somebody going Somebody makes money there. off of it. So, yeah. Probably. Yeah, I'm proud of you for not going there. <laughs> but you totally could have. And I would have been like, yeah, maybe. <laughs> I'm proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> all right guys well uh speaking of capitalism uh we're actually gonna talk about something that's kind of uh a, a uh a child of capitalism or like a you know a cheap a cheap way to make money a how about ploy. That? A, a ploy a ploy for profit a uh, ploy for profit that's actually a really good little little saying you got a little alliteration a little alliteration um <laughs> Sorry, I'm so funny, guys. Yeah, you're hilarious. You're the funniest person on earth. To use your words, <laughs> you're the funniest freaking person on the face of the planet. We're talking about remakes and sequels. Remakes, reboots, sequels. Yeah. Um, all the things for movies that already exist. Movies, yeah, for movies. Um, I didn't even mention that. In the, the, the little title. I think if you ever say reboot or like a remake, you typically think movie because like no one reboots a book. Like books don't yeah, get rewritten because they have copyright issues from the author. Not issues, but they are copywritten pieces of art that cannot be rewritten ever, period. Movies have a timestamp. Yeah. For when they can be like, all right, let's reboot it. Let's redo it. So, yeah, that's what we're going to talk about today. And, and specifically, not – I mean, we'll actually probably get into why movies shouldn't be rebooted or remade. But I would like to flip the question and say what movies actually need a reboot or remake. Or a sequel. Or a sequel, which, you know, I think it's a more interesting question because it's very obvious at this point that Hollywood will continue to reboot and remake movies no matter how terrible they are yep. or or how good they are. I think some good examples of some good remakes, which a lot of them, I'll be honest, I have not seen, but they get tossed around a lot. Um, <clears throat> sorry, I had to clear my throat there. Um, Blade Runner, 2049. Right, I haven't seen the new one. But uh, people rave about yep. it. Um, like all handmade sets and stuff like that that are really cool. Um, the newest Footloose isn't terrible. It certainly wasn't yeah. necessary, but it wasn't terrible. True. Um, They're making a new Mortal Kombat right now. They're remaking that movie because mm. there's that old one from like '95, which I've seen. <laughs> wow, great movie. Did you know there's a Doom movie? Yes, there's an old Doom movie with Dwayne Rock Johnson. Yep. People saying people saying they want that remade because I, I think they, they think it would be a good comedy. They try to make it too serious in the '90s whenever they made a movie. Right. Um, well, I mean, they are making a Dune movie. Not Dune, Doom. Oh, okay. I was gonna say. I thought you said Dune because there is an old Dune movie, and then you is said it really. The, yeah. Oh. And then you said The Rock, and I got real confused. Yeah, Doom. Like, okay, gotcha. I, I, that was hard for me to get out. The, the, I knew you were. I actually knew you were gonna make that mis like not mistake, but you right. Know, yeah. Hear me. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, the new. I thought there's only one Dune movie, but I guess I, I'm wrong. Yeah, there's an older one. I forget, or if I'm not mistaken, there is an older one, okay. which I forget when it came out. I can look it up. But yeah, there's a new Mortal Kombat coming out. Um, oh, there was another reboot. Oh, uh, Red Dawn. Have you ever oh seen? yeah, Red Dawn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The new Red, the newest Red Dawn from whatever that is, 2014, maybe somewhere around there. That was really good. Mm. I really liked it. Um, What's another reboot? That's really good. It was it was interesting seeing Josh Peck in a role like that, right? And actually do well. Yeah. It was really good. I'm just gonna look up the best reboots, cause okay, yeah, there's a Dune from 1984. Yeah, wow, I'm not crazy. What a year. Um, I'm 
I'm just gonna look up the best reboots to kind of get us. Do any of the Spider Mans count? Spider Men. Um, yeah, count? I would say yeah. That, that's probably. Uh, and then all yeah. the all the Batman's. Batman, yeah. I mean, that, that it's really easy to make a good Batman movie though. Yeah. Superman. Uh, popular reboot movies. People, people see the Mummy was good. The reboot, but I've heard awful things. Cause um, Universal actually has a whole like monster verse right. that they're trying to um, make into their own connected universe. Uh, Cause they have all of the rights to like Frankenstein, the Invisible right. Man, Mummy, and all that stuff. And uh, it really hasn't worked out so far. The, the Invisible Man I heard was pretty good. That was like the only movie that came out last year. Well, what are what are some good uh, what are some good sequels that you can also think of? Because that's also part of this sequels. conversation. Toy Story Two. Toy Story Two. I mean, Shrek Two Shrek is 2? fantastic. Yeah. A lot of children. Anim- a lot of animated sequels are good. Um. Oh, because. A lot, a lot, the one I guess thrown out a lot is the Godfather two. Yeah, um, Godfather. Um, the sequel to, ooh, what is it? I believe it's a sequel to The Sixth Sense. Oh, um, because then you yeah, have yeah, yeah, yeah. no, not The Sixth Sense. You're thinking of uh, you're thinking of uh, another Bruce Willis movie, but it's uh, yes, because he. Oh, uh, I'm blanking Unbreakable, here. Unbreakable, Split, and then the yes, the, yes, and then the Mr. Glass one, uh, with Samuel L. Jackson. Oh, okay, I haven't I, seen the Samuel L. Jackson one. Yeah. I've seen Split though. And that's a really good movie, mm-hmm. and it came years after Unbreakable, right. but it's a good sequel. Unbreakable, I really good. enjoyed it. I agree. Um, it's there's not there are not a lot of non animated movies that exist with a sequel that didn't come from a book series. Terminator Two. Yeah, I mean there are obviously oh, right. plenty but, of them, but it's difficult to find. The really reason to good, make a sequel. A reasons to make a sequel without people being like, but the, it was so good already. Like, you're going to ruin the story from here on in. Paul and Blart sometimes they do. Too. Yeah. Awful, awful movie. Yeah. Grown Ups 2. Terrible movie. True. So there are not a lot of instances where they give a sequel that didn't come from a book series and also did it with good reception. Right. There are certainly plenty you could think of, but I would say there are plenty more that you can think of that did it wrong. Right. Or poorly. Um. So yeah, I, I think one of the main culprits of the the reboot uh, faces Disney. Disney. Um, and I think I'll just get started with some of my list because I, some of my list obviously come from Disney. Us being big old Disney boys. Um, don't all these movies come with like when they originally were made? They came up with they came with some contract that within twenty years a live action remake had to be made of the movie, and that's why these are existing right now. No, and they're kind of being cranked out. As far as I know, no. Um, that that the whole idea of, of first of all making the live action remakes is to make money, but all of these stories are are um right. They're old fair, tales. They're fair use. Yeah. So I cannot stop ripping. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, they're all fair use. So, and they're all going to be like I can make an Aladdin movie right now or the the. What's the tale that's made off of the the thieves, the five hundred thieves? What's um, what based off of Aladdin? It's it's oh right. It's based off of a ta- like a a tale, um, but I can't remember the name of it. I I don't remember. Regardless, that was a bad example because I couldn't think of the name of the actual fairy tale. Um, but all those all those stories are in fair use, so you can make whatever stories you want about them. And Disney is just going to since they've already made the first one, it's such a classic make it into a live action because mm-hmm. they can make more money off of it use people's nostalgia it's super easy for them so that's the that's the only reason i can think of to get those remakes out well i 
I can look into it. Uh, I'm sure it's a be a quick search, but I think that these movies have a clause or a contract somewhere within the movie, like Lion King and Mulan, stuff like that, where in some certain amount and Beauty and the Beast, like some certain amount of time, a live action remake has to be made. The only reason I think that's not true is because they've done it out of order. Like, right, it's out of order. I'd, so I don't know what I don't know what that time frame is, but I feel like because the know, first beauty, one, the first one that would have to be made would be Little Mermaid. Right, I don't know if that time frame in the clause is like fifty years or what, because maybe they saw Emma Watson and was like, oh, she'd be a great Belle for Beauty and the Beast. We should just start working on that and make sure that she's part of the project. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I don't know. I don't think that's true. Cause I they, don't know because Cinderella would also have to fall in that. You know, Cinderella has a live action remake. I I meant I said Cinderella, but I meant Sleeping Beauty with Maleficent. Because that was the first one. Right. And then they did the Maleficent movies. So they yeah. kind of they kind of touched on it. So I don't know what the stipulations of these contracts are if they exist. I feel like I've heard about them, and that's why I'm talking about them. Okay, I gotcha. think they're real. Uh, well, anyways. Um, so a lot of these remakes suck balls. <laughs> they're, just, they're just really not good. Um the th- I think the the charm of the the movies that have been remade so far, is, I mean, and I'm speaking specifically to the Disney remakes. Right. I'm talking Aladdin, Beauty and the Beast, um, Lion King, Lion King especially, um, and uh, Dumbo, Cinderella, Cinderella. Um, is that they all the the charm of them is the animation, and right? The, and the musical aspect of it, um, and just having people act it out. You can't emote. As much as an animated character can, or if actors have passed, you know, like Robin Williams, you yeah. know, you can't make this. And I think, you know, to make new jokes, sure, that, that's a good thing. But I, I, I think that in order to make it meaningful, they have to either take the story in a new direction, you know, create a new way, or which they actually did with Dumbo, um, because Dumbo had some problematic themes, right? Uh, in in the original uh, animated story. So they took some of that stuff out and made some of it a little more interesting, which is, I mean, fair. I I I I I watched Dumbo, the new one. I can't remember when, uh, but it's been a while since I've watched it. I straight up, I don't think I watched the live action because mm. the whole every, every trailer I saw, like the whole thing looked dark and morbid, and I was like, I really don't want to watch this. <laughs> it's gonna ruin the original for me. Yeah, uh, but it just for me, it it, it doesn't. It kind of almost it doesn't. And me and you have had this argument before. It like soils the original for me, right? When I when I see a live action do so poorly, because um, I think there is some potential there to make things different and sure, to, yeah. to, to to fix their mistakes, if you will. I um, think for these Disney movies, these Disney musicals specifically, I think that's what Broadway is for. Yeah, because Aladdin on Broadway, real good. Smashes. Lion King on Broadway, real good. Rips. Beauty and the Beast on Broadway. Real good. Rips, yeah. It, they all do great. Um, and we're going to talk about another one that's also a musical. Um, and then I'm going to talk about a couple more that I, I, I think would do better uh, as live action. As some reboots. As some reboots. First one being Hunchback. We're big, We're big Hunchback boys in this household. Love Hunchback. Um, and I think the movie has some serious, serious tonal issues. And we're talking about the original. Um, right, the Disney movie. Yeah. It's got some really wild tonal issues because, in one sense, it wants to be this 
Oscar bait, serious drama about acceptance and love. And in the other sense, it has this weird sex appeal thing with Esmeralda. And it has to be also be a kid's movie and sell toys. That was the and, funniest thing is seeing the that those old you, you remember those old Disney trailers that you would see as yeah. kid with that voiceover like, come join in the fun. And, and <laughs> then it would show some clip of Jason Alexander as a gargoyle being like, ah, oh, I farted. <laughs> and then uh, coming out to theaters near you. And then you cut to Hellfire. And yeah. it's like, you know, these are two completely different movies that you're advertising. And that's why it was considered a flop of the renaissance era uh the disney renaissance that is so and it the, the, the sad thing is hunchback is such a wonderful story like it is so beautiful and i think it's really retold well in the musical um, for sure it's, for un- sure. it's unfortunate that the music because the music is just so beautiful it's unfortunate that the musical never made it to broadway alan Menken, dude legend legend um but i think with a live action remake and i think if you still got the music it wouldn't be so boring um I think if you change some of the story bits a little bit, make it really beautiful and cinematic. Do you think like, it should go the way of the Broadway musical where they kind of keep the essence of the ending intact? Yes, um, and I do think they should pull some more stuff from the novel as well. Um, but Huntback has been a, a story that's been retold a billion different ways. Yeah. So it's kind of, you know, they, they for the for the animated movie, they pull from a bunch of different stuff. Um, but I do think they should keep change the ending a bit um you know and make and and cast some real cast some new people because i think that's something they've been doing good with as well as casting some unknown actors especially for aladdin they had they cast like uh completely new actors but the problem they've had run into with that is those actors have had trouble finding other work since they've you know been known as in aladdin the movie that flopped or whatever that wasn't as good as the original now he's having trouble finding work right allegedly like, you know right like like beauty and the beast was fine like it was a it was a pretty decent live action and they used a lot of actors that were already pronounced yeah really pronounced. which is one of the reasons i think it it did well a because people were excited to see these people in the role and b whether they were truly fit for the role or not they did the role well enough right. for it to be a decent movie. I haven't seen the live action Aladdin either because I've heard that the guy that plays Jafar is absolute trash. Yeah, like and like I, if you're gonna like if you're gonna cast people that like aren't that don't have a storied history in Hollywood, I'm super down for that. Obviously, people have to get into a role and like a big Disney movie is a cool breakout role for somebody. True. But at least cast it well. Like if that I, guy was agree, if that yeah. guy is not a good Jafar, that should have come through in the audition. Like there's no way that he got through as a really good Jafar and then got on set and got stage fright and was no longer a good Jafar. Right. That just yeah. doesn't happen. And I mean it could have been the director's vision too. You know, Jafar is a very cartoonish character. Right. He's like six foot nine, super <laughs> chiseled chin and has this silky like it's it's I can't even attempt to do an impersonation. No, yeah, it's impossible. Um, you know, and Scar is a very is, is another good example. Um, this brilliant, brilliant actor whose name I cannot pronounce uh, plays him in the live action movie, but he is not a singer. You know, he's intimidating, but he's not you know at all you know who the original voice actor was meant to do. Yeah, Jeremy Irons, I yes, believe is his name. Exactly. Absolutely kills his Scar. It's he, the it's the perfect. Lion King is one of my favorite movies. If and he's probably a big reason because especially when I was little, I remember very specifically loving audio portions of movies. Mm-hmm. And Scar was a big part of that for Lion King with some of the ways that he would 
uh, he would talk to Simba and flick a rock or something yeah. like that. You know, like he was a like the way he would talk and then the subtle things that happened around him made that movie for me when I was a kid. Yeah, I, I 100% agree. Um, and that, that voice cast is all just stacked. The only voice that sticks out to me now as an adult is Simba's voice, unfortunately. Uh, like, old or young? Old. Um, young Simba's great. But right. The older Simba with um, – Matthew Roderick just it just kind of sticks out to me but it, he was really popular at the time with Nathan Lane so it's just like yeah. you know it just makes sense that he got the part um but like I said um Hunchback I, I think it's a clear clear winner and I think it could get Disney an Oscar I, I think it could if they do it right yeah. it's such a it's such a timeless tale and I think it's it's so important for society and who's playing Quasimodo <laughs> in my in my version um I would love Love to see Jack Black yeah. take the role. And every song is now rock and roll. I think Jack Black has this untapped musical theater goddess voice that could just kill out there. I wouldn't call it untapped because I feel like he's been tapping into it for years now. Oh, well, yeah, but he's very rock and roll-esque. And I, right. and I think that he can just absolutely annihilate the singing. I mean, the acting is, is very difficult. And I don't know I don't know what direction they would want to go with Quasimodo because Quasimodo has been represented in several different ways. Right. Um, in, some, in some ways, he's been represented as um, <coughs> like having the uh, mentality of a child. So, you know, like, or like the, I don't know the mindset, but like the, uh, the mental capacity of a child. Right. You know, so if that's the case, I would rather than ha cast somebody who is, has that, you know, um, has that handicap and have them also be talented because those people exist. I think that would be even cooler. Um, but if they're casting him as just like a hunchback, just as someone who's injured or you know deformed, right. I think Jack Black would be own that role and really act it well and sing it better. Like yeah. it's so incredible. Like, I want him to do. I want him to do Made of Stoner out there. Like, I just, think. I think a good casting. Hollywood hasn't used him a lot. He's been in a couple of things. Dwayne Johnson would be really good. <laughs> He's not in a lot yet, and I'd really love to see him. Stop. I'd, I'd really love to see him in some more stuff. Um, and then I think for Phoebus, Captain Phoebus, Chris Evans is a clear choice. He would obviously need to um, grow back that hair, which we'd all love to see. Woof. Um, yeah. But anyways, um, not not fan casting. But I, th I, I mean, it's obviously in the pipeline. I think Disney's working on it at some point. But, Lord, just don't mess it up. Just make it good. And – Another thing, Aladdin added, like, the live-action movie added new music that didn't come from the Broadway musical either. Beauty, Beauty and the Beast did as well. Beauty and the Beast did as well. So what, and, Beauty, and, that, and that's where I'm a little confused because the new songs from the Aladdin live-action I have listened to, even though I haven't watched the movie. I've listened to those songs, and they're not that great. Well, what they've been doing is they've been giving the – love interest that's not the main character their own song so evermore right. for beast and then i forget the song for jasmine but they've given her that song too um and they're doing that whenever the, whenever it's applicable i think nala has a new song oh beyonce sings the song for uh yeah she just sings the spirit while they're running back to pride rock right but um, it's like it's not nala it's just beyonce that's true. in the background while they're running right it's a that's a great song yeah but that's what confuses me because i love alan Menken and evermore is fantastic Evermore is such a good song, and good I love song. it. But the new song, which, again, I forget the name because I don't listen to it as much because I don't like it, <laughs> from the Aladdin, it's not that good. And so kind of, there were a lot of misses with Aladdin as far as I'm aware. Yeah. And I've watched the Beauty and the Beast remake a couple of times. Um, I know a lot of people don't like it because, especially for Emma Watson's part, there's a good bit of auto-tune that's very obvious. Yeah. Um, it doesn't bother me that much, to be honest. I could have lived without it, but... All in all, 
the the overarching goal here is one of the movies that we believe should get a reboot slash remake is Hunchback. Um, Give that a live action. And I want to go continue into the Disney space, if you don't mind. Go for it. Okay. I'm just here. Glad you're here, Kyle. This, Thank you. This would only be Screams if it, was, <laughs> if it was just me. Can you imagine that was the name of the podcast, just Screams, and literally every day you got on here for 30 minutes and went, Ah! Sorry for ear raping all of you. <laughs> delicious audio. I backed up. Well, yeah, but you still. I can, really yeah, loud. I can see the peak. There's so much that I didn't <laughs> tap into. It probably would have come up to like here. Yeah. Well, anyway. <laughs> Someone's some movies that I think could use an entire remake, but just a lot of fine tuning in the uh, from the story Disney line. space in Disney space. Okay. Pocahontas. Yeah, I've seen a couple people that were like, get Pocahontas a remake. And Princess and the Frog. I don't I think, think Princess and the Frog is old enough yet. but Well, let, let, let's, let, let's just delve into it, okay? And, right. and, and, and I mean, I'm not saying it has to be done tomorrow. I'm just saying right. in, in, in the pipeline, it's got to right. happen. Pocahontas has this another weird tonal issue with, you know, the cartoonishness of it all and, you know, the weird voice actors like um I forget who does John Smith, but he's like this super old actor. I thought it was a crow. It's um in uh Pocahontas. In Pocahontas. I'm not sure. Let's find out while you keep talking. I'll look it up. Um the weird villain, like it, it, it all comes across as super heavy handed and Pocahontas is Oh, it's Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson, yeah. His voice sticks out really weird. The music's just beautiful though. Yeah. Oh, Christian Bale is uh Thomas. One of uh, John Smith, like the the guy that's with John Smith all the oh, time, really? did not realize that was Christian Bale. It must have been him when he was really, really young. Because I, I guess so. The movie came out when well ninety five. Yeah, he he was a full grown adult when American Psycho came out, which was like ninety eight. Yeah, so I mean, I guess he was you know Hollywood prime already. I did not realize Christian Bale was in this movie. Anyway, yeah. go on. Um, but I think that uh, that movie could just use a lot of plot. You know, it, right. it, it could be a better story. Uh, than the one that's presented in the movie. Um, right now, it's kind of looked at as one of like Disney's, you know, um, really problematic movies. You know, it had some weird, you know, um, like the sexualization of Pocahontas and all that stuff. Like it, 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 it's just looked at badly now, especially right. in twenty twenty. I know that that part is, but I know, I mean, story wise, I think it's looked at as uh, not revered, but it's looked at at a pretty positive note. Not by Native Americans. <laughs> really? Yeah, Native Americans tend to think that they kind of got shafted. And I would like to see a live-action movie full of Native American, you know, actors that is positive. That's, I mean, of course, we know how the story goes. Right. You know, we came here and we stole their land. But I think that it would be – I think it would – you know, even like a Native American director, like I think that would just look a lot better. I don't think Disney's going to touch it at all. I think really? they're they're too scared. Yeah, <laughs> the PR of it all and everything like that. Like, I think they've already kind of screwed up with Mulan. Uh, that movie, that remake came out last year, and yeah, a lot of people hated still it. Still haven't watched it because um, apparently the villain is there's suddenly like a new villain who is a magician, and apparently like she does magic, and Mulan's like, oh, me too, magic. Well, it's like a girl power thing, and it's, it's even worse. Right, you know, it's something it, I don't really understand what cut, happened. Like, it's so easy to make a good movie with Mulan, but it's 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 impossible for them to you know. Anyways, <laughs> so dumb. Um, and then Princess and the Frog. I think it's a great movie, but with a lot of issues. Why does she have to turn into a frog? <laughs> like, it doesn't even make sense when you think about the plot of the movie. Right. Like, why does the prince kissing her make her a frog? And what purpose does it serve? 
not none really because like she doesn't have a lesson to learn all she wants to do is you know open her restaurant and you know the the times hold her back so her turning into a frog and then falling in love is you know not going to teach her a lesson to help her open her restaurant right so I, like I, I think you can take the story tweak it make it more interesting yeah it's interesting that the original story is person in high power kind of falls to a low place then person already in low class has to fall to that low place so that he can feel humanized to then bring him back up. Like she doesn't get to just reach down and bring him up. She has yeah. to go down and walk up with him. And I think there are some parts of that movie, again, that are just so great. The music's great. The animation's beautiful. The the, the, the setting of New Orleans is so different and evocative it's and such beautiful. a good it's such a good setting it's a good setting especially for an animated movie the yeah. way that they had it like the, like because especially you know with all the jazz and the dancing just how expressive they can get with people's dancing and like the different close-up shots of people swinging mm. like that's that's obviously possible in live action and very hard to do but i, I just watched a video that kind of compared all the the disney movies that came out in that decade the 2000 2000 to 2010 mm -hmm. decade um, and it's the only animated musical to come out in that decade. Really? Because Princess and the Frog was 2010, right? That was It was like right on the uh, dot. 2008, I believe. Oh, no. You're, yeah, that's right. I think Tangled was 2010. And then yes. Princess and the Frog was a little earlier. Um, yeah. So right. it's the only animated musical to come out in the de entire decade. When you look at the movies that it's compared against, like when it's up against, it's like – it's not even a contest. There's two or three other movies that are better than it, you know, if you want to quote unquote that, call right. it that. Um but it's 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 wild how um like how vastly better it is it, music wise animation wise everything the villains be like amazing like i i think it could j just use a good surge of i think it would be better as an, as a, as a live action movie if they fix um, those yeah. dumb issues those plot issues and, and make it you know it, there's there's people who can do it i know there if is if it happened in a couple years give me a give me a base cast if it happened in a couple years um I want someone who is, or if you just think someone like new that's not in Hollywood right now, if that's what you would prefer. Yeah, I, I think for Doctor Facilier, you gotta find someone who is just fits the role. I, I don't know, I don't know the actors well enough to to cast Doctor Facilier, but you'd have to do an open audition for him and get someone who can seriously be that sinister because he he is a really great villain. Right. Um. I mean, I, I mean, they could bring back the guy that voice cast him. I don't really know what I don't honestly know what he looks yeah, like. I don't know what he looks like. Yeah, um, Prince Naveen. Um, hmm. Because what what ethnicity is he? He's not African, is he? He's from um. He's from like uh Middle East, I think. I'm not sure to be honest with you. Um, because I was gonna just throw a name out there, but I can't. I don't want to, you know, get right. the, get the wrong ethnicity. Um, but for Tiana, there's a litany of choices. Um, what if that girl? Just, um, oh, what is her name? The girl that plays the bullet. Oh, in Hamilton. Um, 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 oh, I know what you're talking about. Uh, it's like Ariel something or Ariel. Ari Ariana Debose. Yes, Ariana Debose. That's what it is. She would be really good. She could definitely sing the part. Yeah, I think she could do um, it. I don't know the person who plays the girl from Once on This Island, uh, but she's a fantastic singer as well. She's the, the lead in that. That would be good. Um, for Mama June, you can have Viola Davis. Um, sure, that'd be that'd be good. Um, I think she'd be a little young for, it, but she can you know play up in in age because yeah. she's meant to be. Really uh, you could old. get um, ooh, what is her name? Uh, she's in uh the help. You know, I think, who I'm I think about? you're thinking of Viola Davis. Oh no, no, you're thinking of um, 
She's also in uh, Snowpiercer. Yeah, I don't know her name. Um, it's gonna kill me. I'll look it up real quick. Yeah, and I for some reason I always forget her name. Yeah. Um, I, I will find it here in a second, please. Octavia Spencer. Octavia Spencer. Also, again, I mean, you said Viola Davis. That's what made me think of her because Viola Davis, obviously, also in The Help. Right. Um, I always I, forget her name. I wonder who could play the alligator. What's the alligator's name? Uh, why do we know well, this movie? Dude, it's been it's been a while since I've seen this movie. I watched it pretty recently, but um, I know you watched it like two months ago. Mm-hmm. What is the? Oh, it came out two thousand nine. By the way, oh. December eleventh of two thousand nine as well. It was on the verge of two thousand ten. Oh wow! I didn't realize. Um, let's see. Ray is the the bug. Um, yeah, I don't really care who plays Ray. Oh, okay, buddy, Louis. Louis. Who's gonna play Louie? Um well, well who even voiced him? I just kinda looked at the name. Um Okay, yeah. So Ray uh was a white dude. He, Jim Cummings voiced him. Mm-hmm. And then uh Louie is an African American dude. His name is Michael Leon Woolley. Um So Yeah, I mean that's true, it could be just a voice actor. I didn't even think about that. Right. Um but yeah, I think. Oh, you know who would be a good um, Naveen? What's his name? Aziz Ansari. Not Aziz Ansari. <laughs> um, the guy who is he's in Get Out. Not Daniel Kaluuya, but um. Oh um. Lakeith Stanfield. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, handsome guy. Really, really good actor. Um, but anyways, he could, he could also play um, uh, facilitate. Doctor Face. Doctor Face. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, I I think those movies are being are, are being overlooked right now. I think those would have been the first movies I would have I would have made. Right. You know, if, if I was Disney, to make those movies more appropriate, better, you know, altogether. Um. Is there any I missed? Do you think any Disney movies? You know that you can. I think mean, of? or that we need sequels. I think they recently cast uh the Little Mermaid for the live action they're gonna do. Mm-hmm. Um, which obviously I know a lot of people have problems with the story of Little Mermaid as well, because it's the people kind of get look at it and they're like, oh, uh, as as long as you think a girl's pretty, you can fall in love with her. She, she doesn't have to talk or have a personality as long as she's pretty, and maybe a little ditzy and clumsy when she gets out of the ocean for the first time. <laughs> so people have problems with the tone of that movie. So I don't know if they're changing the tone of it. Mm. Um, I don't know. I've never really thought about it that way. Probably. Because um yeah we're a both man. we're both men <laughs> yeah so I mean um, I've never really thought about the movie that way but I uh, mean they recently cast it so I mean we'll see what they do yeah I'm not excited for Melissa McCarthy as Ursula no me either that was a casting choice that I was not happy with yeah um had they haven't done a Snow White I know there are, uh, there is some other studio that did like the Snow White and the Deadly the Seven Dwarves and the Huntsman or whatever that was, but okay. Disney hasn't done I thought they did it. the classic remake. Um, so, I mean, they could always touch on that. But yeah, I don't think you're really missing anything because a lot, like, a lot of the movies that we haven't talked about are recent. Right. So they wouldn't get remade for a while. Something like Tangled. Like, that was 2010. Well, should there be a, a sequel to Tangled, do you think? I mean, they've been doing the TV show for this long, mm. so probably not. If I, oh, excuse me. If I had to guess, they probably wouldn't do a sequel because of the TV show that's been carrying the story. Yeah. 
and then you'd make the sequel and you'd have all the people that have watched the TV show be like, well, then is the TV show just not canonized to the first movie? So I don't, th- I would have loved to honestly see a sequel to Tangled. Me too. I, Cause I love Tangled and I think they could do a sequel really well, but because of the TV show, I don't think they will. Yeah. Um, so shoot me one. I've talked about Disney for a while, so yeah. I, I kind of I want to like, want to see want to see what movies you think of because you you told me you know you you, you think I'm not going to be able right. to talk about the movie. I mean the, uh well I'll start with one that we can keep talking about because uh, it may have even been on your list is the Green Lantern the Green Lantern okay here's the thing a lot of people think that that movie is trash a lot of people dog on the Ryan Reynolds Green Lantern yep which was when did that come out 2010 12 I have no something idea. like that earlier than that yeah. I it, I give it like a five out of ten, maybe a six. It's not that bad. It's perfectly fine. However, especially with all the new DC stuff, you know, obviously the Zack Snyder cut cut just came out, and people want the Snyderverse back because the Snyder cut was so good, mm-hmm. which I'd be fine with. But you made a Justice League movie, and you didn't even try to introduce Green Lantern, and I'm upset about it. Green Lantern is so cool. The reason why why. I'm still upset with Justice League is because they just saw the Avengers movies were popping and just said, hey, let's introduce six characters at once. Yeah. Like, they didn't... To make the MCU the MCU, you had to have 10 years of buildup. That was what it was so... Well, not 10 years of buildup, five years of buildup, if you want to call it that, you know? Like, yeah. 2008, 2012, you know, that that buildup in those films piling onto each other and then even more piling yeah, onto each other. But I mean, even the first Avengers movie, that was four years of buildup and every single hero inside of the Avengers movie was already introduced in True. a previous movie. I agree. In this case, it was half of them weren't. And, you know, you they literally in the whole movie was like, oh, we need to go get Flash. We need to guy. We need to get this kid that became Cyborg like two weeks ago. He'd probably be helpful with this mama cube. <laughs> and then uh, we need to go into the ocean because I'm pretty sure there's a guy down there that could probably help us. Yeah. So I think going on Green Lantern would make it even worse. Um, and, you know, I think that it would it would have been better if they just waited a little longer, but there's just for so sure. Pretty. Like there was just there there's so much that could have been done to not do what they did for Justice League. Yeah, it was so dumb. Like obviously, Batman vs Superman was a trash movie, right? And then they still kept rolling with it, and then Wonder Woman happened, and Wonder Woman was good, and so they were like, ah, oh, now they're receiving DC movies well. We should do a movie with all of the DC characters then <laughs> if they think our movies are good now. Yeah. So all that to say, people dog on the Green Lantern movie. I'm sure a lot of people would love to see a Green Lantern movie done well. I because think Green Lantern is a very cool hero. I agree. And especially with like at this point, DC has a tried and true formula that they can follow for superhero movies. They don't have to they don't have to be as comedic as Marvel is, because Marvel has kind of found their formula. Mm-hmm. Marvel has kind of found their, uh, uh, you know, comedic quip and very serious what it needs to be formula for their movies. DC can be the serious ones if they want to. There's not a lot of comedy in most of those DC movies, and I'm totally fine with that. But follow the formula, subtract the comedy if you feel like it. But it really shouldn't be that hard to make a good superhero movie anymore. Well, well, well this is well, this is why I think Green Lantern could be the exception to that rule. I think Shazam was too, but. Green Lantern is, you know, um, an easy character to make funny. Um, sure. Because this whole concept is really freaking goofy. I, yeah, I think Ryan Reynolds was 
he was he was fairly funny in the Green Lantern movie, and that's one of the reasons I liked it is because a couple of times, you know, like a lot of his quips kind of made me laugh, right. and so I and I enjoyed those portions of the movie. Yeah. Um. But I, obviously, it can be done better, and I think it would be a great because obviously Green Lantern is a part of the Justice League, straight yeah. up, like straight up. like of the Justice League, he is part of it. So if you were going to introduce three heroes, just introduce the fourth one and just make it all the Justice League, like. I I really wouldn't have cared at that point. After they introduced three people True. within an hour, I was like, I honestly was expecting Green Lantern the first time I saw Justice League. I was like, just bring him in. I guess I don't. I really don't care. Just bring him in so I can see everybody, yeah. so I can just have the Justice League, and maybe you'll get movies from here on in, and then maybe I'll come back to this and appreciate it. But I just want the Green Lantern back in the DC. I w- I want DC to be relevant again. That's the thing. It is basically irrelevant at this point outside of Batman. Yeah, there are some serious fanboys out there, but um, yeah, that's kind of it's kind of gone the wayside. And I think it was the inverse when we were kids. Yeah, exactly. It was the like I'm not sure if we've talked about it on here or not, but it was certainly the inverse when we were kids. If you liked Marvel, you were just haha, big joke. Unless it was Spider Man that you liked, because we all loved Spider Man, or maybe yeah. the Hulk. If you like the Hulk, you were cool. But outside of those two, like if you liked some part of Marvel, you're like a big nerd. They're like, oh, what about Superman? Superman could kill. Anybody in Marvel, dude. <laughs> Superman has X-ray vision and a, a speed of a bullet, and yeah. you know Batman, obviously. And then the movie started happening. Iron Man, and I was like, Iron Man is pretty cool. And then Captain America, and everyone was like, Oh, Captain America was a good movie. <laughs> and Thor happened, and people were like, I mean, eighty percent of the movie was <laughs> diagonal, but <laughs> it's a good movie. I like Thor. And then you know the Avengers, and then DC never did anything. They had some decent TV shows. And then they moved on to the CW TV shows. And Arrow was good. And then the other ones kind of started not to be so great. The CG and the Supergirl show is so bad. It, Supergirl's such a bad show. Yeah. It's so poorly written and so poorly shot. And the actors are so poor at acting. Yeah. It's all poor. But um, I think Green Lantern could use, could use a good reboot. And maybe even a good reboot could kind of revive the DC side of the the mar- the the cinematic rivalry because re- the rivalry really doesn't exist anymore. True. Because Marvel has just absolutely eclipsed everything that is superhero in the cinematic universe. Yeah. So I feel like a good Green Lantern reboot could kind of revive DC if it was done really well. I agree. To keep on the superhero train, I think a good sequel would come from Megamind. Okay, yeah. You mentioned this yesterday. I think it's serious untapped potential because I think Megamind of the DreamWorks movies that I've watched uh, so far is one of the best ones. Of, it's so good of the the DreamWorks, you know, franchise. I want to hear your rationale for giving it a sequel because so far I don't agree. It wraps up beautifully, right? Yes. But think about because you know you have the interesting, you know, um, uh, Titan, you know, character. Right. You know, think about. Um, inc- including, uh, you know, the next movie having to expand on the universe a little bit, right? So, uh, he is he's still a a superhero. Like the uh, Megamind is still seen as a hero because a Metro Man isn't anymore. So he has to save the day from everyday save the day from everyday criminals and stuff like that. Right. He still feels the sense of loss. And then an actual villain comes to town from think of think of him maybe like a, as a Batman type. You know, like, you know, because there's obviously some allure, you know, between right. Lex Luthor and Superman and, you know, Megamind and yeah. Metro Man. So, like, a Batman comes along who's, like, a vigilante and, you know, he actually looks up to, like, the, you know, it, there can be some interesting 
stories made from that. They haven't, you know, it's been how long since Mega Man came out? Like at probably least, at least ten years. Yeah, at least if not, maybe a little bit less, maybe. When did Mega Man come out? Like 2012. Mega Man came out in 2010, so it's been 11 years. Wow. Um, you or know, close to it. It was October of 2010, so little over 10 years. Like, I think that's one of the superhero movies that's been done right. Like the same thing with The Incredibles. Like, why did it take so long for them to realize? Oh yeah, a sequel. I'm perfect. <laughs> like, it, it doesn't make any sense. Like those those movies do it so well. Um, you maybe that's part of it for them because I feel like I feel like that happens sometimes when a movie happens and it does really well and maybe someone in the studio has been like this could use a sequel people would like it and then they're like no let's wait 15 years because <laughs> then when we make the sequel people are gonna be so excited for it they're not gonna be able to stop themselves from spending money on us yeah I guess so um but um that I mean that, that's easy. Like I think that's an easy, easy way. They can make a whole franchise off of Mega Mind. I think that'd be really easy and and simple. Um, or introduce aliens. That'd be fun. You know. Um, yeah, I think that's easy. What What about you? Next one. Um. So I guess, I guess a little bit of deviation from kind of the set we've been on. Right. Is my favorite movie of all time. I mm. think could use a fun remake, and that's Strangers on a Train. Hmm. So if you haven't seen Strangers on a Train, it's this old Alfred Hitchcock movie, which I think came out in 1951. As far as I'm aware, it has not been remade. I think I looked it up yesterday just to make sure. I don't think it has been either. I think when I heard of it. It is such an interesting story because premise of the movie, there's this famous tennis player and he's in this relationship and he just really doesn't want to be in the relationship. It's kind of like a relationship for PR reasons. You know, kind of like a public thing, but it's like, and she's really into it, but he's just not, but he's doing it for, you know, the public face, you know, he, that's just part of his job is what he feels like. So he meets this dude on a train and the guy happens to, the dude that he meets happens to recognize him as a tennis player. So they start having a conversation and the, this, this man that he's met, whose name I forget is like, I don't, they happen to get on personal terms. And he's like, I don't like my relationship either. And so this guy that he meets is like, what if? Well, you and I don't know each other. What if I kill your girlfriend and you kill mine? And these murders cannot be tied to either one of us because we're complete strangers. So if I just point you to my girlfriend and you kill her, no one will ever suspect you. And if you point me to yours and I kill her, no one is ever going to suspect me. And we'll have our own alibis so that we can't be suspects. Because obviously we'll be suspects as the boyfriends. We'll have our own alibis completely untraceable. Let's just kill each other's girlfriend since we're strangers. And this tennis guy is like, uh, absolutely not. I want to get off this train immediately, please. And then the story ensues, and this guy that he's met, actually, he ends up he pretty early on in the movie, he kills the tennis player's girlfriend. And it's like, all right, I did my part. You're in this now. You're a part of this. Because like, if you, if you don't go through with some of this stuff, I'm making it known that I'm, I'm going to make sure that people know that you did this. And like, So he kind of forces him into a corner to do his part which he never agreed to in the first place. Mm. I give all that setup to say it's such an interesting story. And there's such a, there's such a mis, mis, uh, mystical, not really, but like a kind of mystery horror, really intense air to the film that I think could be done really well now. Yeah. We know with things that happen with like, Something like Get Out, you know, like that kind of air 
could be put into the movie the same as it was then. I think it could be done really, really well. That's I think really it could, I think it could be shot very well because Alfred Hitchcock was known for kind of experimenting when he shot movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think just experimenting with this would be really good. And I, I think it would just be a really, really good movie if it were remade. Yeah, I and think it, so too. I mean, there are some old classics quote-unquote classics it depends on your definition but there are some old movies where i really i don't want to ever see a reboot because i just don't want it to get touched but this one i would love to see it redone i think it could be done really really well yeah i think movies that actually i haven't seen a lot of them but you know very well-known classes like back to the future i don't think should be ever be remade no i think something like i i don't think footloose should have ever been remade The, the remake was fine but i don't think it should have like something like that or dirty dancing i don't want to see those get remade um or uh, um, Wizard of Oz, another one that really hasn't been remade. Yeah, there um, was that James Franco thing a couple years that wasn't ago. Really like a remake, it was like, uh, yeah, it was specific to Oz himself, I think. Yeah, um, and it wasn't good. No, it wasn't very good at all. Um, so, like, I don't think those movies should be remade. But another classic that I think could be remade um, that would be pretty interesting, and I think these two kind of tie to like my middle school. Uh, book reading for language arts okay uh movies that we watched in class right i might have one of these on here the outsiders okay i've seen that a lot and to kill a mockingbird that, uh, yeah to kill a mockingbird's on my list i, think I, to almost, kill a I almost put the outsiders but i didn't to kill a mockingbird is an easy one for me like, easy remake that would be it's easy to decide make a remake and i think it would also be easy we're not in the profession but i think it would be easy to do it well. Yeah, I 100% agree. Yeah. But I that's a no-brainer. Yeah. I like I said I almost put the outsiders cuz matter of fact I looked I I googled I was I was like what do other people think should be remade? Mm. And a lot of the lists have a lot of similarities and the outsiders is part of those lists. Really? Like a, every single one of these lists has the outsiders and some movie like the air of being a gentleman. It's called something like that. That's like the number one on all of these lists. It's really? movies that need a remake. I don't never even heard of it, but it's number one on all of these lists. Huh. Yeah, I um, I mean, I I know To Kill a Mockingbird was really really boring to watch in in um in high school. I never watched the movie. I oh, loved really? the, I loved the book. Yeah, and I, I know that I, there's. I, I love the book movie. too, and I and I, I watched the movie in class, and I was just like, this is a really boring movie. <laughs> um, but it's a really good story, and I think it'd be really good to retell it, uh, in a movie. But, um, The Outsiders to me, I remember, people always complained with books that books were not the same as the movie right like right. you know like could they change things in the movie or the book was better than the movie the outsiders is literally if i remember this right word for word from the book like really the, the dialogue is literally stripped straight out of the book and put into a script wow like i i, I remember like uh, like thinking what the heck like this is so weird i'm literally flipping page to page that i can read it like in mr moore's class like right it's like it's so weird for me um, like they cast everyone in the movie and I was like, here's your lines and just hand them the book. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that that could use, you know, some really, like, I think it could use. Uh, just some uh, revamping. Yeah. A new, you know, coat of, put a coat of paint on it. I mean, why not? I think th- those movies could use a remake. Like th- that makes sense to me. Yeah. Um, another one that I really wish I would have touched on more, we're talking about Disney because it's so out of uh, focus now, is Big Hero 6. I think that could be made to a tr- trilogy or a sequel. I that I think they're they have to be making a sequel for that at some point. Oh, I don't think so. No, 
I think they have to be, if not only for the sake of Baymax merchandise. For well, a lot of people, movie. a lot of people didn't like that movie. I I thought it was okay, but I'm a sucker for superhero movies. I love that movie. Um, some people just don't like it, and and I I mean the villains, you know, give or take, you know, I think they could make a better one, you know. For the I think next, they definitely could. And, you know, it's it's. I think there was a TV series. Um, or like I'm honestly very, not sure. A very limited one that was you know in the works. I I think I think it could have been good, but you know, anyways. You, this is also a literature-based uh, remake, and I I don't remember how old the movie is. I, it's not that old. I know it has Cameron Diaz in it. It's uh, My Sister's Keeper. Hmm. I just read that book. Uh, I finished it a couple months ago. Really, really good book. Um, problem is, the movie, it's... It's fine throughout the movie. Like, it kind of keeps touch with the book a little bit. But yeah. the ending is legitimately completely different. So, I'm going to spoil the ending for both the book and the movie here. <laughs> so, if you happen to care about this, I don't know why you really would. It's not that significant of a movie. Right. It's But anyway. So, in the book, the whole premise of the book is there's this girl named Anna. And she is a genetically modified created person so her parents had a daughter named kate and she has um she has some disease in her body and um i think it's also a cancerous disease and she's constantly like needing new cells and bone marrow and this and that and liver fails and blah 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 and she just was always constantly having surgery and she needed, I believe, a kidney transplant, and her brother, who already existed, was not a perfect match. It was impossible to get a perfect match. And for a lot of her bone marrow and blood cell transplants, a lot of the things required for her required perfect matches within the medical landscape that didn't exist. And within this book, the science existed to create a child to your specifications. Mm. And they created this child with no, really no specifications other than to be perfect matches for Kate. Like they didn't make her this also gorgeous child with superior intelligence to all children. Like they wanted to make sure that this wasn't like an, I guess, quote unquote, an unfair baby. Like the, the only genetically portions that they modified were be a perfect match for our sick daughter. Mm. And so then within the book, this girl, Anna, who is the genetic, genetically modified baby, at at the beginning of the book, GMB. yeah. <laughs> at the beginning of the book, she goes to she goes to a lawyer. She's like thirteen years old. She goes to a lawyer, a lawyer, and she's like, "I just want to have control over my body. I am tired of going to the doctor for my sister's sake and giving up stuff that I don't want to give up. I'm tired of giving away my body to her. I want control of my body." And so that's the whole book. Is her kind of battling her parents and like breaking down and not being sure and just wanting control over her body and to be able to give her sister like to choose these things yeah. if she so chose. Um, and then at the end of the book, uh, she gets in the car with her lawyer and they're driving somewhere and they get into a car crash and Anna actually dies. And the whole, the whole time she just, she makes this decision because Kate needs, I believe it's an, she, she needs a new liver. And Anna's going to, or kidney, I guess. And Anna's going to be the one to donate it. And she just, again, she wants control of her body. She doesn't really want to do it. She wants Kate to live, but she just is tired. So she gets into a car crash, Anna does, and she dies. And then so the kidney is then given to Kate anyway. 
And so it's almost like a lot of the theme of the book is kind of the the futility of a lot of the decisions you make. Mm. Almost it feels Cruel like. Irony. Yeah. That's kind of the – it's a really interesting ending, and I really do like it. Yeah. Because uh, then Kate has to live, you know, obviously like she gets to live with a piece of her sister inside of her that she knew that her sister loved her anyway and she was battling, not wanting to give that to her. But, you know, she gets to look at her scar and remember her sister that even though she may not have chosen it, she's still there, that kind of thing. Mm. In the movie, Kate dies. And Anna is just sitting there living now at the end of it. Mm. This whole battle and then Kate dies and then so the battle happened for no reason and, you know, that sort of thing. I hate it. I hate yeah. it. I hate it so much. Like, make diff make nuances in a movie. Make some changes within the story. You know, little dialogue changes, little decisions. Fine. Don't straight up change the entire ending to where this sister dies instead of that sister. It's messed up. It's so it's so stupid. I want to remake only for that reason. Is because they like the. It wasn't that well acted throughout the whole movie in general. It's not that good of a movie. Mm. But then they screwed up the ending, completely 180'd it, and just ruined it full of... I, if, if I cared to give movie reviews, I would go online. I would give it a zero on all of the applications <laughs> I can rate movies on because um, it's garbage. Another movie that did something kind of similar was Little Shop of Horrors in the, the 80s version. or I think it's made in the 80s. I haven't. Um, I don't think I've seen the movie so of Little Shop. Basically, there's there's an alternate ending that you can that you can uh, watch. I think it's in like deleted scenes or whatever. But it, basically, the whole story is you know if you if you're familiar with the story, um, spoilers. Seymour is an orphan and he's sad, and he works in a botanist shop with this cruel boss, and he he likes this girl named Audrey, and then. He goes. It's a really weird story. So be prepared if you're if you're not familiar <laughs> with this at all. It's really weird. It's a musical too. Um, he goes to this uh you know plant fair or whatever you want to call it. You know, a he calls he calls it a Chinese man who gives him this plant. Um, it's a very peculiar plant, and the plant is actually an alien from an out from outer space. Um, and the plant he notices is like you know dying and wilting away. And he accidentally pricks his finger on some thorns, and the plant perks up, and he realizes the plant only uh, eats blood. So, in order to make the the plant perk up, you know, he starts feeding it little, little droplets of his own blood. And as he does this, the plant starts to grow and grow and grow, and people start flocking to see the plant because it's such an interesting plant. The the business gets really big, and he's and life starts going great for Seymour. So. As he goes on and on, he realizes as the plant gets bigger and bigger, I can't really keep cutting myself to feed this plant. It's a really peculiar situation. And he's like, all right, you know, I'm going to go get to grab a sandwich. And he leaves, and the the, the, the plant starts growling. And he's like, oh, I, I, need to, I, I can't feed you right now. Sorry. And then he's like, the plant starts speaking to him. And it's like, what? You can talk? What? Shenanigans. It talks cure. like this. talks like a sultry little black man. And... Um, the plot ensues. Um, he, Seymour essentially has to start feeding actual live people. To Straight up humans. Yeah, humans. And, and, and it, it plays with his morals because everything's going right for him because the plant can alter reality. So he feeds like his mortal enemy to the plant, and then he feeds his surrogate father, who is the shop owner to the plant. And then eventually he feeds Audrey, the girl of his dreams, to the plant. And it's like, what the heck? And then the plant eats Seymour at the end of the at the film. And 
the whole point of the movie, you know, is like, you know, don't feed your bad habits or whatever. It's, like, you know, moral, right? You know, right. And the plants take over the world. He breeds and multiplies, and he takes over the world. And the ending is, like, super campy and 80s, right? But then in, there's an alternate ending in the movie where Seymour successfully kills Audrey, too, in this, in this fight. He successfully kills him, and then he lives the rest of his life with Audrey. And goes and like you know, just the, the the typical American happy ending. Yeah, it's like yeah. that's so dumb. Don't make that an alternate ending. The whole point of the 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 movie is you know, don't be selfish. Yeah, you know, I guess that that's the the point. And you know, Seymour, you know, doesn't win because he's not selfish. He decides not to be selfish. He he wins because he kills mm-hmm. Audrey too. <laughs> Audrey too is the plan. Like, don't feed your bad habits, but like at some point. You know, if you fed him too much, the moral is supposed to be if you fed you, feed your ha- bad habits too much, it's going to catch up to you. And then it is alternate ending. It's like if you feed your bad habit too much, you could still turn around and kill it <laughs> <laughs> and then still live the life you want. So really no consequence, no I consequence. guess. No consequence. So dumb. Good movie, though. And I think that could be a remake. But, you know, uh, it's a little bit of a classic for me. So I, I think I'm good with, you know, uh, what's his name? Why can't I remember, remember any actors' names in this? I don't know. I, I'm really good with actors' names, but some of the movies we touched on, I'm not too, I wasn't too familiar. Rick Moranis. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah that guy. He's in his 60s now. <laughs> um, anyways. Uh, I only have one more. Yeah, good. Uh, that's a good, a good thing. I was going to end it. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen this movie. I, I'm, it's not like a nuanced movie. I'm just not sure if you've seen it. It's okay. Clue. Clue. I Have love Clue. Have you seen the Clue movie? I love Clue. I think it's really well done. Yes. I think it's a great movie. Mm-hmm. I still think they could. Ju- we could just use another one. I think. It would, I think it would be great to see it, another one with just new comedy. You know who would be a good director of that movie? Ryan Johnson. Taika Waititi. Taika Waititi. I think Taika Waititi could play the Butler. Oh, he for sure could. Definitely, but Ryan Johnson. I think Ryan Johnson could remake that movie. I think someone. I think someone could do the Butler a little bit better than Taika Waititi. Well, we still need to cast Taika Waititi. <laughs> so who who's he gonna be? Colonel Mustard? No. They give me the Colonel. He could be the Professor. Professor Plum? No, not in this version of the movie. I think he would play a great butler. Cause um, Tim Allen. Tim Curry. Tim Curry. I must say Tim Allen. Tim Curry's the best. Tim Curry plays the, uh, the butler and does it so well. I th- I think he should play uh, Taika Waititi should play the butler. I mean, I'd totally be fine with that. I think Taika would be great. Um, so I. Yeah, Again, Clue's a great movie. Yeah, this is. I wanted to put this in here because it's not a movie that was done poorly, yeah. or that was like. It's just, it's a classic that I'd be okay with seeing another version of it because, a lot. It's it's a very comedic movie. You know, it's mm-hmm. also got its serious moments. But you know, the seriousness of the situation doesn't evolve, but comedy has evolved. Yeah, and I think new comedy would be really good for a new Clue movie. Yeah, I agree, and I think we're in this comedy drought. There, For sure. there haven't been that many like good movies that are comedies. Like we had this really hate a good heyday in like the mid two thousands, then like into like twenty fourteen, and we just haven't had like great comedy since then. Yeah, there've been there've been some. Oh yeah, there's been some big bangers that come out. Like yeah. we watched Booksmart recently. Booksmart was Booksmart really was good. A banger. Um, but like you know, as far as movies, like like comedy movies, a lot of them had just tanked. Yes, a lot of them have been really bad so i think that'd be just start digging up some old comedy movies and remake them (laughs) uh like clue clue is a a really good example i think that's a really good one yeah 100 percent. you got any others you want to call it there tap dry all righty let's cut it there that is it's a long that's a long app isn't it uh hour 15 so far oh i was was gonna get an hour 30 yeah no we're all right 
We're all right. We should we should just end every episode asking how long we've been going. <laughs> how long have we been going? Exactly. Let's <laughs> let's talk hours. about it for another minute so we can hit the mark we want to hit. <laughs> um, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, of course, let us know if there's a different movie yeah. you think should be rebooted, remade, sequeled. Good point. Uh, or that you would just wish was wiped from existence. Because I've got a few of those movies as well. Maybe there'll be another episode later on. Movies that just shouldn't exist and that we <laughs> believe no one should ever watch ever again. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll talk at you next week.